Leroy or Leroy? Oh, it doesn't matter. But what is what does your family say? So that's funny because uh, we're split. Um, so it, your family? Oh yeah, hundred percent. So the northern side. So my family's from New Orleans. Okay. And then uh, if you're up here in Kansas City, you say Leroy. But if you're down in New Orleans, you say Leroy. Uh, I mean f- uh, French. Right. Yeah, and but then, and then so then my family that lives in Colorado, half of them say Leroy, half of them say. Leroy. What do you say? I say Leroy. Okay. I was. I've always just. I've been. I was born in Atlanta, but my parents, really? my parents moved here when okay. I my parents moved here when I was three months old. Okay, so I've always been in Brookside. Uh, I would tend to lean towards that just for Beastie Boys purposes. Yeah, they're a little oh, absolutely, full, no, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yo, Leroy, and then Bruce Leroy is the other pop culture reference. Right, yeah, right. No, that, that both of those were always in my uh, wheelhouse as a kid. So uh, hopefully, uh, you can help me. Remind you to sign the wall when you're done. Sure. It's a thing Absolutely. that I forget frequently. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But we're sitting down with Andrew Leroy for episode 43 of Badass Records podcast. What's going on? Not much, man. Happy to be here. Thank you. It's good to see you. Uh, very glad you are here. Um, and uh, we mentioned, we we're just a second ago, we we're talking about vinyl and, and a buddy that kind of got you into, yeah, back into. Yeah, got me back into it. Um, I have made two purchases. I inherited like, you know, yeah. like small uh, discards of discards of discards when my stepmom was getting rich. So I had a few, but, um, I, I went to records with merit mm-hmm. in Westport mm-hmm. and bought like five records and a t-shirt and it was over $200. I was like, what in the absolute. And then, uh, that was a few months ago. And then I went to Mills or Mills, I think it's Mills and also in Westport and, and same deal, just insanely expensive. Um, and I was like, I I don't know. This is a very hard justification to like start this right now. Uh, but point being, I, I think this is the first, uh, in total coincidence episode where I have a copy of an album that oh do you i mean oh because i could have brought some of mine too no just yeah. sitting no, right that, there that's a, a yeah awesome album that's an amazing um, album Miles so blue. let's so okay so your folks and if you're looking for vinyl though that's cheap go to seventh heaven or uh the used books um the what is it called uh used books and cds the thing that's right there off of westlake right there southwest traffic way and like uh, it's by a first watch okay they have sections, and you can get oh you can get vinyl. Oh, also get, in Westport. Yeah, you okay. Can get used vinyl for. How, like when, when's the last bucks. time you went looking in Seventh Heaven? Oh, uh, probably a month, two months ago. Do, and do you are you going like these are the albums I'm looking for? Or are you just no? Shopping? I'm just going like it's so it's so massive. Seventh okay. Heaven is so massive that it's just I just kind of go and um, they have a huge blues and jazz section. Okay, which is different than a lot of other yeah, sections. Yeah, um, and so. You could find some really obscure, fun stuff there. Um, and do you like? For me, the two times that I've been, it's like I I know walking in the door that if I'm going to be financially responsible at all, I've got to be quick because the longer I'm in there, the more I'm going to buy. Do you find? Yeah. So what I find is I'm always picking ten records, and I'm always just shuffling to be like, okay, do I take this one? Do I not? You know, like I limit myself to ten records at a time, uh, but then I'll trade you know like cards like trade some in trade some out oh you depending on what i yeah put some back like, oh maybe i don't want this one maybe i want this one instead um i kind of started doing that because again um i went with 
Kevin Kelly, the guy who got me in back into vinyl, and that's kind of how he did it. And he would be like, "Yeah, you know, this rap album, we could get this one anywhere. You can't get this one, so you should get this one." Oh wow, type of stuff. Uh, how often are you? grabbing a new if i'm lucky it's once a month if okay gilly, if gilly lets me do, it, do it in the budget yeah but, uh <laughs> you know because again as you see it can get pricey but yeah uh but it can also get fairly cheap you're like because garage sales have them and sure do you, you know, will you stop if you see a garage sale just yeah okay just to, especially if it looks like it's an old person right because i'll have a ton of old vinyl. i found some like I have like now seven or eight and i haven't even listened to all of them jimmy hendrix records because some old dude was a huge jimmy hendrix oh, fan man. And so it's just like a ton of live shit that I didn't, you know, know or haven't heard all the way. It's, you know, a lot of covers and stuff, but right. it's pretty cool. Um, so you, where, where did your folks meet? My folks? Yeah. Tulane. Tulane? Yeah. They, At school? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're both, you come from two smart people? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, so they met, they met at Tulane and then got married and then they were in Atlanta while my dad was working on his, uh, master's degree had me and then moved here what part of atlanta that's a great question i okay. have no idea <laughs> i was there from 80 uh, suburb 82 to okay. 85 yeah i mean I, I think i was actually born on some one of the peach tree streets oh you know, like wow some, some of those where it's like downtown i think maybe um, i don't know so my mom would know yeah i mean i don't know how this happens but i feel like every year uh, fall sports wind down yeah. and you're like a moment before hoops and everything. No, it's like the next week, you know. So um, last week, uh, Monday, Thursday practice for my boy. And then this week, they're they're at East, both of them for the thing. That's where where Adia Lola are, too. And then Adeline has two evaluations on Thursday. Two, two, yeah. yeah um, and then, and then he has practice that night, and then they have a preseason. He has a preseason game. I'm like, oh my god! Like, I feel crazy yeah. just looking at the calendar. But um, so practice. What, what, so I guess Thursday's practice was at Prairie. Yeah, and I went and stayed for a few. And somebody was like, um, uh, "Did you?" Like yeah, I, this was my final stop of uh, six grade schools. Yeah, uh, and you know, then of course after that it's on to middle school, right. so it's a change again. But um, one of my buddies was like six, and I was like, yeah, man. And he was like, how many in Atlanta? And I said two. Uh, they like my mom remarried, and we moved there, and they they bought a lot. Yeah, and we're building a house, so we lived in like this apartment while it was being built. Yeah. And once it was, once we, when we moved into it, we had to switch schools in the middle of second grade for me, but I, we, I was at Peachtree Elementary School. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, Tulane is, uh, is it, is it famous for being a, a law program or what? It has a good law school. Okay. Um, Something else too, though, right? Uh, it, my dad will tell you it's the architecture, but that's also because he went there right, for architecture. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. It uh, it's always they 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 laugh and call it the Harvard of the South. That's okay, what yeah, they, that's how yeah, they're that's fair. To it as, you know? uh, so they're in Atlanta. You they have you, and then here. Yeah, and then like my dad gets a job uh, three months later here in Kansas City. Okay, and so they move here. Um, he'd come up here from he. My dad's actually born and raised in New Orleans. Oh wow! Um, and so he would come up on the train to Kansas City to see his his aunt. His aunt helped get him a job here. And, okay. 
then we've been in Brookside ever since. And do, I mean, do you have siblings? Yeah, one. I got uh, one little brother. Okay. Uh, so he's uh, three years in age, two years in school. Okay. And uh, they, your folks still live in Brookside? My dad does. Okay. My mom, my dad and my mom separated when I was in law school, and my mom now lives in North Carolina. Like, oh. Kind of near Asheville. Okay. So. Uh, do you do you see her? Mm. Yeah. All the time. Okay. We're real close. She you go there. down and she comes up? Yeah. Right on. Yeah. And she She'll come up here for like two weeks at a time. Oh, and just and hang out with the kids. Stay with you. Stay, stay with me, or stay with my brother. You know. Oh, okay. And uh, so you guys have an extra room you can. Yeah, well, she with us, she just kind of sticks. She kind of just st- stays with the girls or whatever. But with my brother, he's got a different room. Okay, he's, he's over in Johns County. Okay. Um, gosh, so they split late for you. Yeah, way late. Yeah. Um, yeah. do you were they? Playing music when you guys were kids, growing oh, up. Oh, all the time. What were both oh, yeah. of them? Yeah, the, both I mean, of their tastes. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's more of my dad's taste. Like, okay, I think my mom, my mom just kind of went along with whatever sure. it was playing. Yeah, you know, so it was, you know, it was always the. I mean, the Beatles, of course, were huge with that. My dad, yeah, that generation. Um, Bob Dylan, Righteous Brothers. Um, nice. That type of stuff is the stuff that we would always listen to, and it was it was real good stuff. What are, are you like? An uh, eighty three? I'm seventy eight. You're seventy eight. Yeah. Oh yeah, wow. I was born in nineteen seventy eight. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. had no idea. Yeah. Uh, and what about Gilly? She's seventy seven. She's a oh wow younger than okay me, or older than me. You guys look fantastic. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so was this? Uh, I mean, gosh, I, this must have been at least for a minute vinyl that your folks were playing. Oh yeah, well, okay. That's, well, that's what you were talking about. How yours started when you inherited the small collection. Yeah, that was for me. Was my dad basically gave? So he moved for a while. He moved from Kansas City because he got an, another job after my parents divorced to Detroit. Oh, and when he left, he left me. His vinyl, and that's how I initially, all of it. Yeah, that's how I initially got into it. What so, uh, what kind of numbers so, are we talking? Oh, it was only something like about sixty five records. So, but it was great. Not nothing. Yeah, so it was great, but it was all older stuff, and, and it was great. Um, good, good. You know, basically seventies, sixties, uh, and seventies records. Um, and then I kind of lost interest again. When I went to law school, Gilly and I moved around and stuff, and it's not lightweight stuff. No, to move. at all. No, <laughs> not at all. And so we one act- crate. You're like Jesus. Yeah, what, there are rocks in here. Yeah. So we actually ended up. I actually ended up giving it to my brother. All of it. Yeah. In when, one transaction. Yeah, cause, yes, because after law school, I had a I had a job opportunity. You know, this was before people like they are now where they're looking for jobs everywhere back in 2005 there weren't that many jobs right so i had this opportunity to move to st louis but i had to be there in like two weeks and i was like telling my brother i was like dude i just gotta move i just put everything in my civic and gilly met me with her car and we oh, just wow. moved and i just was like i don't have room for yeah the records, man. Just so take the records. before that was he ever i mean was he stoked to get them yeah, I think so. That, um, was he but, bummed that he hadn't gotten them originally, or no? Okay. It wasn't so much that. Um, Dan, Dan, my brother doesn't kind of care about things like that. So okay, he's, cool. He he has them now, and he he puts them on and stuff. But um, he has not expanded the collection. I think one record <laughs> I mean, at all. <laughs> that, that sounds like yeah. Maybe it should come back to you. <laughs> it's hey, it's fine. Right. It is what it is. He's enjoyed it. He's got the family heirloom. It's fine. So you guys. Uh, you have a turntable and uh-huh. speakers and whatnot, and yeah. I mean, does is is there tunes being played frequently at your place? Or? Yeah, okay. so it, it's funny. Um, I had two stories with that. Um, I used to have another older turntable, 
and I actually, um, uh, I don't know if you remember Tom Pickert from yeah yeah so, R.I.P. Yeah, t- so Tom was a, a good friend, or as uh, the GM of Up Down would say, who was episode fourteen. R.I.P. in peace. R.I.P. <laughs> Silly. Anyway, sorry. Well, you're right. Um, so Tom was over at my house. He was drinking uh, beers with Nick Freeman, and he he was coming over, and we were just kind of tasting beers and hanging out. And he actually ended up breaking my record player. Yikes! Like because he was fairly mm-hmm. drunk, you know, L- like, lots of lots you know? of tasting. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so that happened like two weeks before he died, and I was on the phone with him, you know, when he got shot. No, so, uh. yeah, yeah. It was Whoa. crazy. It was I did crazy. not know that. Yeah, yeah. Did she just pull. Uh, we just, we just can, he just got convicted. Oh no, no, I'm uh, sorry. Uh, she has a sixth Emily, grader. Yep. And no, I thought she had a, a boy. They have two boys. Yeah. Okay. Emily's the, Emily's the one. The, you're right. Uh, sixth grade boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, but is he, he not at St. Peter? They go to Pembroke now, I think. Oh, okay. They, they, they're, uh, they can afford it. And, sure. <laughs> you know. So I'm sorry. I cut you so, off. He just got. Oh, anyway. So he, uh, uh, he just the, his killer just got convicted. I uh, so didn't know awesome. that stuff was still going on. Yeah, I thought forever. he was already just. He, I knew he'd gotten arrested, but I thought he was just back out in the wild and doing his own thing. Yeah, he's, he's been detained he's, this whole time. Yeah, he's been in jail the whole time. Oh, so that's it's, great. Yeah, it's awesome. So, but anyway, so he Tom broke the record player. Yeah. So for. About a year or so, I honestly didn't replace it, and we j- I just didn't play any records. You I'm were just, like, on the it. phone with him. Yeah, yeah. What was? Uh, and this is a uh, somebody from because he was an attorney. Yeah, so, so somebody we were, from a previous case we, or. Well, so you know, we were both play- we're both on the same side. We're plaintiffs attorneys, and we're okay. small business owners, and so we collaborate a lot, and we became close friends. He had gone to high school with Gilly. Oh, okay. O'Hara. Uh, and so then he and I met and we, we became close friends. He and his business partner, uh, Ryan, and, uh, Jose, my business partner, like the four of us, you know, we got to dinner, we'd talk about cases, we'd work on cases. Sure. Uh, I'd help him pick a jury. He'd help me pick a jury, that, oh. type, that type of stuff. Okay. And so we were on the phone that day that he got shot because we were talking about, he had just won a jury trial at Johnson County and it, uh, I wanted to hear about it. So he was just telling me about it. And it's like before school, right? Yeah, like yeah, in the morning yeah. on the porch or Correct. something. Yeah. And so he was just on the phone kind of as we do, you know, walking back and forth up and down his walk while he's talking to me. And that's when he got shot. And that guy rolled up yeah. while you were on the phone with him. Yeah. I mean, shot him. how much did you hear? I, I mean, I heard him get shot. Yeah. It sucks. Whoa, yeah. dude. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, did did he say anything like? Yeah, I mean, he to eat, like help or uh, there's he, this crazy guy. Or... He he said, "Did you hear that?" Because the the first shot missed, and so he's like, "Hey, did you hear that?" And I said, "No, what what's going on?" And he's like, he "Heard like a gunshot," and I said, "What?" And then the next the next thing you know, I hear this time like, whoosh, and then you just hear Tom hitting the ground, and so did, did, he didn't see the dude coming. Mm-mm. He oh got shot God. in the back of the oh. head, like right back here. Oh, God. So it was like his back was turned. Are you still in, We're in working touch? through it. No. Are, are, <laughs> are you still in touch with... Not as much. You know, death does strange things to people. And um, Emily's a very private person. Okay. She's a wonderful person. Um, but um, so, you know, just pull their kids out of St. Peter's and... I think just I think after just, this last year or has it been a couple no, of years? No, it was just the, after okay. this last year. Um, but I think just moving on and... You know things like that. Like so. I don't want to dwell in yeah. this anymore. Okay, yeah. not yeah. not because uh, there was stuff um, 
in f- fifth grade last year that was like a, a problem, like bullying stuff. Oh, there was? Okay. Yeah. yeah and, I uh, no more. I, well, I mean, uh, some like, you know, uh, Kirchner's and um, uh, Beecham's both pulled their boys. Be- oh, really? Because it, it was too much. It had gotten to be too much. And I, you know. Oh, I didn't realize that. There, like, all of a sudden, there was some murmurings. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, uh, husband and wife, like, kind of divided and conquered with a call list. Okay. And, you know, he called me and she called Anna and, yeah. hey, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm sorry, what is yeah. happening? And then there was an email from Angie. Oh, wow. And I replied and I was like, I feel so. This is normally how I find, like, <laughs> like yeah. what, what's happening? <laughs> I'm out of left. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I was like, I feel terrible. Like, what? And she's like, no, no, no. If it would have involved your child, you would have been told. Okay. So, I was like, yeah, thank God. Jesus yeah. Christ. Like, uh, anyway. Um, and, you know, we just had conferences and um, yeah. the my daughter's teacher was like last year I could. So they think that like bullying kind of started in third grade with some of the girls. Okay. And then things were weird cause we were remote and then it was like, right. What this mix of, you know, hybrid. Right. Uh, and then last year was the first year back yeah, and yeah. everybody's just whatever. Uh, but her, so he was like, all year last year just okay. the noise coming from fifth grade yeah. i was like oh my god next year is gonna suck yeah. and he's like but it's chill they're all really really great because like these six boys left and i was like i don't know if that is a fair just because six boys are gone yeah doesn't mean that they were six boys making a right. lot of the noise right, like right. people i think yeah. are leaving for different reasons but yeah she um she posted, uh, I think there's a Facebook group for my daughter's grade, okay. and it was just one of these, like, hey, if anybody needs any uh, pants, uh, some uniform sure, thing. Sure, sure, Yeah, and I was like, oh, I could definitely, it's my absolute nightmare. And this this time of year, oh, yeah. because it's like, I you sort of think that you have appropriate inventory as school ends. Yeah. And then, of course, they grow for summer, and you yeah. got a couple months, and then it's uh, no more shorts, right? Pants, and everything's tight, and it's like, oh, yeah, scrambling, especially with all the back and forth. You know, Anna's a block behind me, and right. we have all these transitions across the week, and right. clothes are just constantly on the move. But I was like, oh man, I would love it. And she was like, cool, let me know your address and a time. And uh, I, I was doing something, and she like <coughs> pulled up dropped him on the porch gone sounds right and i was like wow what? yeah not not even a hey thanks yeah. nope no but I, I was like she's got plenty of stuff yeah, um that, that sounds like a very typical story right <laughs> so i mean what's next for this dude oh he's in jail for the rest of his life so it's, it's, and there's no nothing can get in there and undo that no or? he got sent or he actually hasn't been sentenced yet, but he was fat, he was he was convicted of murder in the first degree, and they didn't go for the death penalty. So, and you know he's like eighty right. years old. So they're and he he was oh, just disgruntled because of a case yeah. that affected Tom, him. Tom got a Tom got a judgment against him for like three million dollars because previously the crazy guy had shot this other guy's leg That's off. That's right. You know, so like chasing him or yeah, something yeah, weird. Yes, he was. Ch- so he he has a business. It's yeah. crazy. He has a business that makes uh, uh, baby toys or baby furniture. Yeah. Down, yeah. Down 
uh, down to like the West Bombs or somewhere around there. And he got called. Hey, there's an intruder. So instead of calling the cops, which is what you should do. Yes. I remember reading he that. He went and with went his. rogue. Yeah. With his like a duffel bag full of guns. And then the guy starts running away and he just opens fire and he blows off the guy's leg. And so Tom sued him. I mean, so this is essentially this is about money. Yeah, that's all this guy cares. And so about. you shoot somebody in the back of the head because yeah, they cost you money for a, an absolutely yeah. insane. Because you shot somebody else's leg off. I mean, ridiculous, right? Like wow. the guy's a psychopath, and wow. all he cares about is money. So, but that's where he's getting hit because all his money's getting taken away. Uh, so the judgment. Uh, I mean, like the case that Tom. Whatever the three million, like mm-hmm. whoever that person will get that money. Yeah, so they're, they're collecting that, and then on top of it, now Tom's family brought a case against. I'm him. sure, and so they're collecting that money. Also. And that's probably got to be a huge. It's, it's, a, it's a it's a multi million dollar. Every time I see that, I'm like, well, I mean, what happens if that person doesn't have that? Then what? Right. What's the point? Correct. But that but. This guy is very rich and he does okay. have it. Okay, good. And so he's been, it's cra- again, because he's crazy, he hid a lot of it. So lo- sometimes like, How? he buried it. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, like in his dead yard? Stairs. Yes. <laughs> and so, what is so this? this lawyer, this there's a lawyer, there's an older lawyer that's collecting this stuff. <laughs> Not funny. Uh, but... No, but it's collecting this stuff. And every once in a while, he'll get a phone call. And it's something like out of the movies. And it'll just, he'll get a phone call because they found some more stuff using x rays and stuff. And they'll be like, hey, here's more duffel bags full of cash. Or hey, here's some bars of gold. I'm dead serious. Like, like so has his property ground. been like taped yeah. off and yeah, you can't? And they've been searching. And is it just like on a regular old residential street? No, no, no. It's out in the boonies. Like, it's. That's right. Uh, I remember that now. It's a. Uh, I, it's, in fact, I don't even know if it's in Jackson County. It's probably okay. so far down. So they don't uh, have to worry about somebody coming or nosing around. No. Yeah. They no, can just sort of leisurely, thoroughly search. Correct. You know? Yeah, huh. it's it's far away. So anyway, getting back. So he broke my first. So I didn't listen to tunes right. for, for a job. year. Good job. Good job. Yes. So he didn't, he didn't listen to tunes for, I didn't listen to tunes for a year because of that. Yeah. And then I just got this awesome uh, turntable that's, uh, that I thought was all Bluetooth and and everything, and I, and I was really excited about it. That being said, my friends who also have turntable stuff, they were having trouble with their Bluetooth. And I don't understand annoyed. how Bluetooth would work on a turntable. It doesn't work that way. Well, well. So, <laughs> but what is the what, what's the, whole the desire? Idea, well, the desire is so you can bring the you can bring the speaker anywhere you want. So you know, instead of like I'm stuck, my two speakers that I have are in my living room, and so I can hear it in my kitchen and yeah. my living room, and that's it. Yeah, you know, I mean, I play it loud enough to where you can hear it anywhere. But, yeah, but the idea was you could bring the speakers okay. anywhere. Um, so that. I anyway, it wasn't working, and so now uh, Gilly got me some really nice speakers, and so it's just right in my living room, kind of off the side, and then I have one speaker poured towards the kitchen, and right. So I because we love to cook, and so yeah, yeah, we play we How, probably play vinyl every day. You know? And uh, is it always you putting it on, or does everybody? No, uh, Ani 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 likes to pick records, and okay. my, my young my. Youngest girl, middle one, uh, Lola. She loves to pick records. So, so you got a little something for everybody in the yeah. mix. Nice. Yeah. And I don't have any of the girly pop yet. Uh, like that's immediately. I was like, you got some kids pop. No, I don't have any of that. Um, that I'll tell you if I if I could, uh, and I will eventually, but uh, I'll probably get them a Lizzo record. I don't mind her music. Sure. I think Lizzo's pretty good. Uh, did they did they go stuff. see her? No, they did not. It seems like everybody ranted and raved about how amazing. I 
I agree. I um, I can't have that be my kid's first concert. I mean, <laughs> maybe if they were a skosh older, yeah. maybe. Yeah, I just I. I, I keep we go I go back and forth with Gilly on that all the time. Like, what do they want their first concert to be? Because that was like, Gilly and I have such impactful like our first concert like stories. You know, like I remember going with uh, my dad's friend because I was friends with like uh, the boys, the, just the neighborhood boys. You know how we do in Brookside. Yeah, I was like kind of one of the younger ones, and so they were like in eighth grade and I was in fifth grade. Okay, like when I went down and we went and saw the Beastie Boys and Run DMC. At Kemper Arena. What? And it was amazing. What? Right? Yeah. Like, that was my first ever concert, right? Wow. Like, how do you... Good job setting a low bar (laughs) for yourself. Yeah, right, right? (laughs) Every ever show, you're like, this sucks. Yeah, yeah, right. Your friends are like, what? What's wrong with you? This is the worst show ever. Yeah. You don't want your first car to be a a Corvette. No, no. Look there, you know? Wow. Um, So so that's how it was. uh, Yeah, that's how it was for me. And then Gilly, uh, Gilly's first show... Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, and she will correct me, I think was some was like it was like Pearl Jam or something like when they were they were younger coming around yeah. here and stuff, and she had a wonderful experience. She didn't get day, it. day on the hill in Lawrence. Yeah, I was that's there. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you know, so both of those are so like great. I'm like I can't have some my daughters go to like Harry Styles or Lizzo or what's the, what's the story with Harry Styles? He's every, he's everywhere on social media, but yeah, I don't, I couldn't I don't, tell you. I thank okay. God that means okay. you and I are refined <laughs> in our musical taste. I couldn't tell you one song he sings. Like, so you hear uh, a bunch of stuff that mostly dad, but also mom are playing. Is was there a, like a, a first? acquisition for you or a first record that you kind of fell in love with that was outside of their network of albums oh i mean yeah the well it, the the i remember going to penny lane records used to be here in westport yeah and so then that uh, reaching me, back right so i go immediately after that concert okay to, i go and i and i bought uh license to ill and i brought raising hell and then i brought i bought uh That one was not Fear of a Black Planet by Public Enemy. It was someone else. Uh, Takes a Nation. Oh. Yeah. The one before Fear of Black Planet. I, I, I get, yeah, I don't know either. I get confused. Uh, but I bought a Public Enemy album. Okay. Uh, and then. And I, you're like, what? Fifth, how old are you? Oh, I'm like, I'm in fourth grade. Fifth grade. grade. Okay, yeah, fifth right, grade. right. And, so, and, and no, your parents were like, that's cool. Yeah, totally. They were good with it that's all. That's right in the heart of the explicit Correct. content. Correct. So they listened, they listened to it all and they were okay with that. Uh, and then I, of course, also got Bon Jovi, Slipper, and Wet. Okay. And so that was where I was in my life. Like, I mean, we all have a right thing right, that's like right, that. Right. And that's where I, dude, I love I love that album. I still love that album, Slipper, and Wet. Um, there are uh, very few things in life that upset me more than being at a bar well into the evening and living on a prayer comes on <laughs> everybody i'm just like fuck fuck it's, off uh, the bob jody is our journey right that's yeah, what I, it is yeah, that it's too just i mean like journey it's, it's the it's uh, that's our that's our bad rock yeah anthem, yeah you know is that's bon jody. i i uh was kind of still tolerating the presence of the occasional journey yeah until the world series against the giants and steve perry's out yes, there. i was like yeah. somebody shoot that guy right, right in the Kill mouth him. i yeah, mean yeah yeah. Not it's a poor poor joke, but no, um, so um, have you have any of your shows since your first show even 
come close. Yeah, okay. I mean, again, um, so I went. Uh, Lollapalooza was awesome. Uh, again, I can't remember what year that was, but it was the year that the the lineup went. Uh, P Funk, BC Boys, then uh, or P. Or, I'm sorry, Tribe, P Funk. Oh my god, BC Boys. Then uh, the the Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins sucked because everyone was so tired because yeah. they'd dance their butt off yeah. to those three. And Smashing Pumpkins was like, "Get up!" And we're just like, "Take that one too." I just wanna, I just wanna relax and and chill out now, right? You know, play a little guitar and put me to yeah. sleep, please. I'm, I'm exhausted. Well, but that was an awesome show. Nice. Um, so when you hit me up with your list, uh, there's a, a, a pretty interesting range, not only of genre, but of time. Yeah. Uh, so if we start chronologically, sure. Miles Davis, Kind of Blue, yeah. all the way back to 1959. Yeah. Um, and I just, revisiting this record, I couldn't get away from this idea of, what, and I think mostly, I know there's lots and lots of, lovers and students of jazz out there but i think mostly people are like nah like it's just not but uh, like i can't think of uh any sort of mundane uh household task or chore that this record wouldn't make better right it's just i mean and especially uh fred freddie freeloader is track two Uh uh that one like everybody's gotta appreciate that song there, on some level when you listen to that cover to cover you'll hear that that uh this album is in so many movies it's oh for real so, yeah it's okay. all over the place um and when you just start if you get familiar with the, the sounds that are on here you'll you'll see that and for me i found this album i didn't find this album until i was in college okay um and i found it on same a whim. yeah and then that that for me has been when i work uh, whether it was study or now that you know now that I practice uh, law, when I'm reading and when I'm needing to like concentrate, it has to be jazz, and in general, it has to be Miles Davis or someone from Miles Davis's quartet. You know, whether it's Coltrane or um, I'm blanking on the uh, trombonist, um, but it, it has to be somebody who was just kind of related to him and right. what he does, right? Um, because that it's like just. Smooth enough yet poppy enough to keep you going and relaxing. He had uh, he had two two quintets. Yeah, uh, and the first one was Coltrane at all, and the second one was like way later and had like Herbie Hancock. Yeah, and Herbie Hancock. Whatnot. That's what it was. That, that, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, his dis- discography is like insane. It's nuts. He just like I mean I want to say like upwards of seventy five. I mean yeah. something. Yeah. Just like you know pull it up digitally it scroll 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 like holy shit dude yeah um and and for me it's the older stuff like once he started getting into the 70s when he starts getting a little more using electronics and and techno type stuff to go with his horns and stuff it it just kind of lost it for me i I like the older stuff I, i saw a thing a quote where he was like um you know uh kind of blue and the birth of cool and bitches brew like those were absolutely perfect for then yeah but i don't care about them now and i it's always about just looking forward and doing something new and to do this i guess the dudes were given a sketch of what was it (sighs) um 
sketches of scales and melody lines on which to improvise. No idea what they were going to record. Just and go. they just went, and that was the result. This, yeah. This, what? And, and he thought he was just randomly going to make just like a one-off, like, hey, I'll do a solo album, you know, no big deal, while I'm in between, you know, uh, my groups. Yeah. And he ends up making this. So you got Coltrane on sax, Cannonball Adderley also on sax, Bill Evans piano, Paul Chambers bass, Jimmy Cobb drums. Um, Stephen Thomas Earlwine, his name as far as music review people, I see it more often than most. Uh, so he said, Kind of Blue isn't merely an artistic highlight for Miles Davis, and it's an album that towers over its peers, a record generally considered as the definitive jazz album, a universally acknowledged standard of excellence. Why does it possess such mystique? Perhaps because the music never flaunts <clears throat> its genius. It's the pinnacle of modal jazz. Tonality and solos build from the overall key, not chord changes, giving the music a subtly shifting quality. It may be a stretch to say that if you don't like Kind of Blue, you don't like jazz, but it's hard to imagine it as anything other than a cornerstone of any jazz collection, which is a huge mouthful, but yeah. I think he really hits on some... Yeah. When you start talking about tonality and chord changes and key, like I'm not picking up all that, right. but uh, I mean, it's really hard to imagine like even today the most talented collection of uh, go go make something better than that right you know it, from a straight jazz mindset right. it's just well it's just it, it's again not nearly as technical as he wrote that piece there but what you're saying is for me it's like it kind of it's like water like it, it kind of washes and it comes and it goes and it, it's kind of it, it's just soothing you know like it's almost like taking a bath and you're just yeah. kind of like okay that's cool and then you kind of get into it and you're just and then i'm able to work that way yeah and that's why this is album i mean i listen to this album once or twice a week like it's, seriously yeah, it's all, I listen uh, to it constantly. just like yeah I, so I, digitally I, I, so i have it on right. vinyl um but then at my office i just throw it on my phone onto my you know whatever bluetooth speaker and listen to it you know um both both my kids have sound machines in yeah. their room and uh she, he just turned nine she'll be 12 next month um and like i would struggle to like identify more than a couple of nights where they've Obviously, have sleepovers and yeah, yeah. travel and whatever, sure. but most nights of their life, it's been on. I've all like way, way earlier. I was like, hopefully, this doesn't create a thing that when they're older and like in a relationship, I gotta have the fan and the, yeah. the, oh, the yeah. anyway. Yeah. Uh, one night, a handful of months ago, I was kind of tossing and turning, so I threw a white noise on yeah. my phone on, and now it's like oh, every, yeah. every single night, and this is kind of like. Um, uh, if I don't feel like subjecting myself to shuffle or if I'm just not in the mood for anything in particular, like this feels like the perfect default to just have, I mean, a couple times a week I and mean, yeah. just washing yeah. over you like white noise or water. Yeah. And just yeah, it's just, it's good stuff. It, it, reset. Yeah. Ground totally, zero. Totally. Yeah. It just, it mellows you out. Especially yeah. like, I mean, you talk about it. We're running around with kids constantly <laughs> to sporting events, to, you know, all their other events. And then, you know, let alone we also have to jobs, you know, yeah. and work and yeah. all that. Yeah. And so it's like, it's nice to just kind of sit. And yes. Just kind of be quiet and just have this in the background. Well, so. we almost uh, leap 30 years forward to uh, Raising Hell, uh, Run DMC, 1986. Uh, Russell Simmons and Rick Rubin yeah. produced. I was like, 
Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, first multi-platinum uh, hip-hop album. Um, I mean, third of seven records for them. Um, and, you know, I, I can't believe uh, it's tricky. My Adidas and Walk This Way. I always think about the idea of, because uh, I, I don't know about musicians today, like, I don't know if the mentality, but this whole notion of building to the level of notoriety yeah. where somebody's going to pony up for you to go in a studio and they're going to take a huge cut of any revenue that it generates. But at the end of the day, you have your album. Right. So I always think about, um, you know, credits, uh, who, you know, is everybody equally satisfied with the way credits appear, the track listing, yeah. you know, and for them to have those three bam, 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 right in a row. And then, and then be as huge as they were. Right. Uh, it's like, no, it's, dude, it's a, it's a great album. It's really um, great. All, all the way through, uh, for me, you know, again, I was in fifth grade or so. And so hearing all, just hearing that and hearing the sound they have, um, I love how they both play off each other. Right. In, in the rap, um, and then it was also the other thing is the B side of that album is it's got some fun stuff. Yeah. Um, again, being a fifth grade boy having a having a song. I mean, again, it's not PC now or whatever, but having a, a song called "Dumb Girl" talking, <laughs> talking about how dumb girls are, you know, like oh my god, it's perfect. Like yes, sir, they yes, are. <laughs> yeah. Like come on, this is this spoke to me, you know. And then uh, the UB Illid is another I mean, just fun. So I was one of the reasons I was pleased to learn just a minute ago your age. Um, so 85, we come back from Atlanta Royals win the series. Mm -hmm. That was super, super fun. But the chiefs were so bad Awful. back then. And, um, there, I was talking about it recently. Uh, Ed and Steve Sable yeah. NFL films came and I guess the brass was like, if there's any deep pass plays, please don't follow the ball with the camera. Cause they didn't want. Oh, the world to see, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, we had um, this weird year where, like, our special teams were like insane, and we like snuck into a playoff spot. John Makovics, the coach, and okay. Frank Gans was the special teams coordinator, and then um, I think after that season, Makovic was fired, and I don't know if it was. Q104 or KY1, yeah. they made a spoof of UB Ill yes. and UB, I, oh, fi UB Fire. Yeah, I totally remember that. Yes. I totally remember that. And it was Q104. Okay. That's when okay. Q104 was poppy. It was, well, before, I think it's country now or something. Yeah, that was, you know, yeah, back I was in the day. trying to record tracks. Yeah, from Q104 yeah. For no, a totally. I totally remember that. Um, and like, I'm still, I know now I can picture how one with all the technology, but it was, it was slick. Yeah. And it had to, you know, some yeah, scratches and, was great. Yeah. Master J is great. Uh, you know, there's still stuff like, like now when you listen to some of the, um, DJs like mix master Mike and some of the other DJs, um, jam master J definitely had it. You know, the, you could just see the influence yes. of what he was doing yeah. and how he was doing. Well, I mean, not only that, but then you have the, uh, you know, all the, you like yeah, that. the beatboxing? Who, who was? It certainly wasn't called that back then. Yeah, but I don't who, know who was, was doing that before them? You know, I mean, there were other outfits. I think making 
oral yeah. noises, but nobody was like putting out a oh, bar or a verse. Definitely or a, not getting to us here in right, Kansas no, City. No, not I mean, at I'm all. Sure, I'm sure people in New York knew right, what was going right. on, um, but n- definitely not to some Midwestern kid in Brookside. Right. Um, no, it was that uh, the my favorite. I think my the other favorite part of that album is is that what you're saying with um, the Aerosmith song, right? Um, because that. Help me with the name of the song. Walk this way. Walk this yeah. way. Because with again that kind of blended, you know, I'm I'm loving Bon Jovi and I liked Aerosmith. Yeah. You know, and Poison there was fun. Yeah. You know, it was like fun, you know, essentially pop metal. Um, but it was great. And the to blend that together, you know, again, yeah, it was like and the video. I mean, video was badass. Man. Steven Tyler yeah. putting his head through yeah. the wall. Yeah. You know, and it took me for I didn't. Again, this was high school when I finally put it all together and realized that that was an Aerosmith song. Mm-hmm. That Rod DMC had then rat, and I was like, looking back, you're like, that's really cutting edge and awesome that Rod DMC was able to turn that into a, a you know, right. a rap essentially. Yeah. You know, um, so kind of blue. You discovered in college. Yeah. I don't remember if you said exactly how. It was just a no, uh, kind of blue in college. Uh, yeah, it was just flat out in the dorms. Okay, somebody else was listening. Wow. To and I was where, like, uh, sounds good. I went to KU. Did you? Okay. Yeah, where Ellsworth. Ellsworth. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sixth floor, Ellsworth. Okay. Uh, Do you still have yeah. friends from yeah. all of your college years? Or? No. So the sixth floor of Ellsworth, I met uh, about set eight guys, and we've been close friends ever since. Nice. We, we, I didn't join a fraternity or frat. I was because I met them, and I was like, uh, we went and got a house. Oh. You, know, you know what I mean? Like yeah, just yeah. right over there yeah. off Ohio, yeah. and we're just like, so the eight of us, you know. We got house and hung out and nice. had a great time. Yeah, you know, because it was just like so. We there was no reason. Somebody to- rolled into Lawrence as a freshman with kind of blue in tote. Yes, that's imp- like yes. P- kudos to their whoever's parents. Yeah, you know? yeah. It, again, it was definitely somebody whose dad had given them. Okay, like you know their collection. You know, same type of thing as might have been. Right. They brought theirs. Right. I didn't bring mine to college. Right. You know, I left mine here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Keep it safe. Yeah. From shenanigans. Yeah. Right. And- yeah. Uh, what about uh, raising hell? So raising hell for, because of the show. The show and penny. So I bought it at penny, penny lane. lane. That was nice. That was def, It was my first purchase. Uh, uh, so amazing. You mentioned Mixmaster Mike. Somebody on a previous episode mentioned that uh, Mixmaster Mike was like he wanted pretty badly to be sort of part of the BC Boys, yeah. and so I guess maybe he was leaving voicemail messages Uh with you know it's on it's on um hello nasty i think okay they sample and they show uh he would just send ad rock uh or mike d just and just leave it on a thing and he would just scratch on there and nice and leave him messages as he'd have the scratching and the words like he would not talk anymore he'd just have it like be like my turntables go (laughs) like so it's yeah no he was uh he definitely he wanted to be a part of it, and when uh, DJ Hurricane left, uh, or kind of went on to his own doing his own thing, because he's he's bigger in the hip hop scene, I think, than most people realize. Uh, DJ Hurricane, who used to be the DJ for the Beastie Boys, I didn't realize they had one prior. Yeah, okay, yeah, so he was their first one. Okay, so he he was the guy in the background, always spinning stuff was DJ Hurricane. Okay, and he did. He was all the way through. 
uh, let's see, he was through the first four albums. Okay. Uh, so through Ill Communication, I think is his last album. Oh, right, and right. Then, and Hell he, Nasty is yeah, after Hell, that. And that's when McMaster Mike comes on. Okay. Um, because then DJ Hurricane, he had his solo album, and then he just worked with a bunch of different artists. Okay. And just kind of doing his own thing. Um, and so anyway, then, then they got McMaster Mike, and he's great. Yeah. So Raising Hell's 86, Paul's yeah. Boutique from 89, also on your list. Yes. Um, I mean, were you like currently dialed in with the BC boys as their records are coming out, coming out? Because for me and some other folks, uh, like licensed ill impossible to avoid. It was huge right. it was everywhere, but like Paul's boutique kind of slipped past and I didn't discover it until several years later. Yeah. Were you, no, I was, I, I, when it came out, I bought it okay. uh, and I loved it. Yeah. And that's actually how I found like three or four. Of, so I went to Miege uh, uh-huh. high school and how I found three or four of my close friends was we were some of the only guys I knew that were actually listening to this. And we were like, this is amazing. Like, how is this not like on the radio all the time? So much better than uh, uh, licensed to ill. Right. I mean, it, cause it was just it, the way they blended everything. Yes. I, that is that, that record again, that record is, is like, very much like kind of blue in terms of I can, I play that once or twice a week nice. for the same reason. Okay. And I have the same kind of like, I can just listen to it. You know, I, I, I don't have to like be concentrating or whatever. I can sure. just let it kind of flow over me. I love that album. Now, do you, in your house, is there ever a situation where like, say you put something on and somebody comes to you and they're like, I don't really feel like listening to that right now. Can we yeah, mix it up? Yeah, that's just Gilly. <laughs> who says that never the kids never the kids nice and do you Gilly. okay honey yeah of course nice. yeah, I, yeah i lose every time yeah um, no and it's normally it's either i have it too loud uh ah. she, she she wants it either turned down or it's that i'm playing um some some type of rock um from 80s forward uh, that she doesn't like because she, oh. she's all 70s rock, loves 70s rock, and then she's all hip hop and rap. Okay, okay, so, interesting. I could put on any hip hop rap album generally, she won't get upset. There's some newer stuff that she doesn't care, she doesn't care so much for, right? Like the murder rap type stuff. Uh, <laughs> I thought that, um, I gleaned from that chat with her, uh, that she and maybe subsequently you told me too that you guys had spent a little bit of time in the jam band circuit. Oh, huge. So she, she's on fit on fish and, um, widespread. Yes. That's okay. A, yeah. So she, she did it a ton more than I did. I've been to probably, I mean, I've only, I've only been to five shows. I think you've been to like 67, right? Or something I mean, like that. Yeah. It's something like yeah. that, right? It's yeah. insane. I did in August, uh, see three nights in Atlantic city which were 78, 79, and 80. Oh, my God, it's awesome. Um, and, uh, God, it was a blast. It was so <laughs> yeah. fun. I mean, uh, usually if I do something like a, a three-night run like that, like I've out, I got a couple of fluff days on either yeah. end. So I can just, if I want, do absolutely nothing, make sure I bathe, make sure I eat. Sure. Uh, but, you know, to have that and then all three nights just yeah. on the boardwalk until yeah, we whenever, felt like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Till the, till the, uh, yeah. so she's seventies rock rap and hip hop, yeah, but also, band. okay. Okay. Jam, I mean, the jam bands to me, they fall in the seventies genre closer for sure. her. Yes. You know, Cause she loves credence loves, okay. um, you know, that, that type of right. um, music. Um, so Paul's been called, uh, the million dollar record, uh, the record that you 
will never be made ever again. Um, I I, I still, I've never checked or looked it up, but it's like, um, they, they were able to put it out with all the samples and didn't have to pay any royalties. Correct. And then it was before it happened. And then nobody has ever tried to come after them since. No, I think, I think whatever, again, I should know this as an attorney, but what I mean, the statute of limitations or whatever is going on, it's where they, they got away with it because okay. the law changed and the law was not retroactive. It's just fascinating going, going forward. It feels uh, like there would be somebody trying to make it. Hey, let's get that retroactive I mean, piece out of there yeah, so we can but, go get money for these other people. It, it would be a huge, because there's tons of people that did so much stuff in right. the, in the, yeah. you know, late 80s early 90s mm-hmm. before the laws changed yeah sex, um, sex packets digital underground was yeah. the record which i think it also is 89 it's somewhere yeah. right in there that was where i was like wait these they're crediting parliament and these other like they've taken portions of songs and plopped them I was like you can do that like yeah and it turns out if you know if you know your stuff you can do it really well oh really make well. i mean yeah. And that's that is Ad Rock's influence on the Beastie Boys, um, from what I've gleaned from. He's the one he loves the samples. He's got tons of samples. Nice. Um, He would just before Hello Nasty. That's all he did was collect samples for like two years while they were figuring stuff out. um, Cool, you know, and stuff. So it's always just it's interesting to just see like kind of each of their own how the, each one of their artists brought kind of yeah. things to it. There's a dude, uh, he's changed his handle, so I can't recall it off the top of my head on Instagram. And his, uh, the thing that he does is that he'll, he, he breaks songs into their own tracks, like the way that I guess they were plugged in mm-hmm. when they were co- recording. And he's done some Beastie Boys stuff. Um, and like, it's really why, like there, well, I can't remember the details now, but there's one track I mean, it's, I think he did sabotage, honestly. Um, and he figured out that the way that they got that sound was like this Hello Kitty microphone that one of them found. And so that's yeah. how you get. And I was like, yeah, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so my, I think my favorite thing, I mean, uh, about the records history or whatever is this Chuck D quote. Uh, it's been, uh, uh, the dirty secret around the black hip hop community that this record had the best beats on it. Yeah. And I was like, dude. Yeah, that's a hell of I mean, a quote. The, it, the black hip hop community at that time was like the cornerstone of yeah. hip hop. And right. they're all like, Paul's Boutique has the best beats. Dude, hey, ladies. That, I mean, for, right from the get go is yeah. amazing. Yes. Like, it just goes off. Um, Shatrack uh, on the B side is amazing. Um, there, you know, There's so many good. Uh, beats on that record um so i was gonna ask you to rate uh your beasties fandom on a scale of casual to super fan but i think you answered that uh so it's it's so so for me um i know the discography is like seven eight nine somewhere in there but but uh license pause uh check your head ill communication Hello, nasty, and in sound from way out. Those are the six that I know well. Yeah, sure. The others, no disservice. It, sure. it just happened that way. Um, so, can you rank those six, or do you want to? If you want to include all of them, that's fine too. Ah, uh, okay. So, Paul's boutique would, in terms of albums, would be, in my view, their best album. Um, then, 
So it gets tough because honestly, uh, I love that ill communication, but then there's another one that's called the root down EP where they do like four things of, uh, root down, which are great cuts. Okay. Uh, and then on top of it, it's got two or three songs. Uh, that's more of their punk stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Um, so I really like, I really like, uh, the root down EP, uh, but, but, Definitely the first two is Paul's Boutique and Ill Communication. Those are the two, okay. in my view, just those are the best albums. Those, those albums are amazing. Um, Root Down EP. Uh, then I really like um, Hello Nasty. Uh, and then, I mean, the original one's great. Sure. So I would I'd, I'd I, go there. I think it's just that, like, uh, you know, I, like I said, I, I was totally plugged in for licensed Paul's boutique slip pass, uh, right. but then uh, check your head and no communication. Um, it came out, um, but I was like never home, and that yeah. I used to close the door to my room and yeah. listen and, lo- and ha- have the liner notes and right. geek out over all the. Anyway, yeah. um, by the time those two come out, I'm working um, and uh, partying a yeah. ton, and I'm just so it's like I'll get it be it you know show up at a party and a you know yeah what you want or something's playing yeah. and so i know some stuff yeah but i'm not dialed in like i was for licensed and then sure. hell and nasty comes out when i think when i was in college um yeah it was yeah and and i had by that time you know i've 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 been able to sort of bring the others into my fold yeah and i was i've was just so geeked out that they were still doing it. Yeah. And there was something about the production quality. Everything's felt so crisp and clean on that record. I mean, even the, 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 well, cause again, that's mixed max. I, I know, right? but it's so, so much more hands. audible yes. and like, there's yeah, a lot of cleverness. Show. Yes. I mean, and you know, I, I've, I default to this line, uh, unfortunately too often, but, uh, so many great little nuances like I'll stir fry you in my walk. Yeah. I mean, and then you get the, and so many pockets of just genius yeah, to me. It's very well. I, I, I loved, I still love the cover art. Yeah. Um, so anyway, just, well, I, it's all, it's interesting because you were saying with the Chuck D quote of it's like Paul's boutique, they hit the beats hard and they did a great job with that. And then check your head, L communication. They kind of get more, grimy funky yes yes type thing and then so then it is literally booty shaking yeah you know yeah and then then it's uh then when you get to hello nasty you're right it's it gets much more it gets cleaner these guys are pros pros yeah i mean they're fun they're fun it's too bad that they won't make any more music i know r.i.p in peace to uh uh, mc is it mc or yeah okay yeah um man the uh, you know and then just uh you can't be a 70s or really an 80s baby and think about music or talk about music and not at least on some level include music videos yes right they're just totally. part of the fabric Absolutely. like you yeah we're mtv generation and and so i mean they they took it up more than one notch with is, is sabotage the gangster. Sa- yeah, it was yeah. like a movie. Yeah, I mean, seventies movie. And you look at that and you're like, this couldn't have been cheap no. to make. Yeah, I mean, at, they made a movie, right? Know? Like it was, it was great. And you look at that and you're like, well, where? So all this money went into the making of this. Like, how is it 
generating money to be returned to the uh, ads, I guess is the answer. But like, what clever, it's like, by the way, I know you're making an album right now, but. Yeah, they also, they included in make a cinematography. They're yep. creative enough to be able to also do that genre. Right, yeah. You know? It's good I mean, stuff. Yeah, it's great. And True pioneers, man. Yeah, and if you if you watch some of their older videos too, everyone knows Fight for Your Right, you know, which is, it's a fun video, don't get me wrong. But like, uh, the Hey Ladies video is hilarious. Nice. Um, and the, um, we talked about Sabotage, the, um, oh, the video that has, um, Q-tip in it. Oh shit! Uh, I'm I'm drawing a blank. Sure shot. Sure yes. Shot. Sure shot is a great. It, that, that's a fun video. Okay. Also, I, I need uh, to revisit these. So, yeah. what did you say? Hey, ladies. Hey, ladies is a great fun video. Sure and shot. Sure shot. The, just those two. Yeah. Sure shot has Q-tip in it. It's uh, nice. That's a great. Um. So I'm gonna grab a couple more of those because I. Oh yeah. Seem to, Sure. It's a homeopathic doc, but she makes, she's made tinctures. Made what? Tinctures. What is that? Like droppers in a vial. Oh, okay. Out of the oh really placenta pills, so uh, it's supposed to like give you a little immuno boost. Yeah. It's supposed to help her. Yeah. Uh, when she starts her period, sure. and then it's also, I mean, Anna took them the capsules orally to help with um, postpartum. Oh yeah, yeah and yeah. then. Again, it'll come back into play for her for menopause. Sure. So anyway, I feel like every time they come here, they're coughing and sniffly. And so I, you know, I load them up on drops. I make sure there's vegetables and vitamin C gummies and then send them out. And it seems like they're on the mend and they come back. And so, of course, I'm not immune to all of the stuff, too. So sometimes I'm like, have I been sick for a month? Like, you know, this is just. It seems like it, the fall, especially with Gilly teaching at the school and stuff, you know, everybody's Petri just, dish. Oh. Hand, three Petri dish, four Petri dishes yeah. hand-delivered to your home every yeah. day. Yeah. Good stuff. No, we got to have those good whole foods. Always eat the fruits and veggies, man, and get them, get them down to the kids. Yeah. I uh, I do kale smoothies. Nice. So I'm a big spinach and broccoli guy. I eat that constantly. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, well... I only give, they only get like a shot class with breakfast. Yeah. But it's like if everything after breakfast goes to shit yeah. for the rest of the day, at least there was some green that's, in there. So that's my broccoli for them. Okay. So they take broccoli for lunch. Yep. That's their vegetable. And then generally broccoli, we have broccoli for dinner a lot. Broccoli too. and carrots are the only vegetables I buy yeah. outside of greens for this. And yeah. that's what's in their lunch, you know? Oh, because broccoli's got a ton of protein in it. Too. Yep. I mean, it's great. It's yeah. a it's an awesome vegetable. So uh, we go from three artists that uh, various times and currently I, I personally coveted to one that I used to talk a lot of trash on. Uh, who's that? Green Day. Oh yeah, nineteen ninety four Dookie. And uh, I told I told you I love that pop metal crap. Well, and I think this was um, you know so I, as soon as I had babysitting and grass cutting money i would i would go peaches and then sound warehouse and then warehouse music yeah uh and on my bike and yeah i was just always driving home or riding my bike yeah. home with a plastic bag full of tapes to swing yeah. and smack oh, yeah. it and 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 so by the my sister's three years younger than me and by the time she's you know uh eighth grade freshman she's got lots of 
influence from what you know our dad and our mom listened to but then now me but of course she also then kind of blazes her own path yeah and she she became like a huge live fan like she she dug some fish and some widespread but she plastered this huge huge live sticker on her rear windshield of her mazda and i was like Oh my God! Really? You're in. I mean, uh, and she she really liked Bush too. I was like, you know, you want to throw a Bush sticker on the yeah. bumper and make it a hole. Yeah. Um, but she uh, probably right around the time I'm leaving the house. Uh, yeah, because I I graduated in '93. Uh, she I, she was into Green Day, and I I don't I think she had Kerplunk and Dookie. Yeah. And I remember being like, what? fuck are you, you know um you? but these guys i mean they just fucking put out a record in 2020 i know uh which is called the uh, my kids like it father of all motherfuckers or something like yeah, that yeah I, I don't know the name of it but they've got a couple songs my kid listened to okay so they, okay they enjoy it uh so this is record three of 13 for them how, how did they wind up so this is this, this record for me is total guilty pleasure um it's a it just reminds it's nostalgia of high school like rolling around at my age uh, you know, this was constantly playing in at every party at, uh, you know, just in everyone's car. Right. You know, I mean, just all my memories are of this. And it's funny, Gilly and I always uh, talk about, so for her, it was 311. Okay. Um, and, you know, it's kind of a Green Day cousin of sorts. Yeah. Well, I always tease her that because she grew up kind of O'Hara on the other side of the track. So I'm yeah. Like, yeah. You, you got a little, little, little grimier. I'm yeah. a little more poppy. Where, you know? what was grade school and middle school for you? St. Peter's. Oh, okay. Dude, I'm, okay. I'm a St. Peter's guy. Um, and so who, how did Miege wind up the destination? So I toured uh, Rockhurst and Miege. Okay. And, just when I toured Miege, I was like, this is where I want to go. Cool. Um, I just, I felt better. I yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I was one of like four guys to go. From, from St. Peter's? St. Peter's. Yeah. Are you still yeah. buddies with them? No. no. Um, who I met were, it's funny, it was the visitation guys. The, there okay. were like four of them sure. who went and one St. E's guy. Um, they all, they went to uh, Miege and we all kind of got to know each other okay. again because we liked the, you know, rap and right. Paul's Boutique and things yeah. like that. that. Those are the guys right. that, I, that I met. Um, but, well, so we've got uh, Billy Joe, of course. Yeah, uh, Mike Durnt, fascinating last name on bass, and Trey Cool on drums. Uh, and I mean, they, you know, I think kind of ideal path. Like they formed and then like put out some stuff, and it like turned enough. It wasn't on a major, right? But it turned enough, and then I think maybe maybe Kerplunk. Was still not on a made, but it moved yeah. a lot of units, right. and then and then, and then came people out. were like, "We gotta have," you know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they just so beyond this record. Do you beyond this? I've seen them and I've seen them live okay. like three times, and they they put on a great show. I'm sure. Um, I I I'm finding it, and maybe you can help me now. I'm finding it hard in this day and age to find really good rock shows like um so i really enjoyed jack white we went to jack Ooh, white here. i heard that was super good he was uh, uh, a phone was in the pocket yeah thing. yeah yeah you couldn't we left everything up there yeah left, the, left everything uh in the car that was an amazing show everybody i've um, talked to that was there said the same yes it was absolutely amazing um that's the best rock show i've definitely been to in probably 10 years in terms of just rock you yeah know, like but before then, then I've seen a couple of Green Day, and they've been good. But that's what I've just been looking for people sure. to have a good rock and yeah. roll show. Because uh, I, I went to uh, it's like October nineteenth, I think it was, to a show at Liberty Hall. Yeah, Kurt Vile. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I can't. I haven't stopped thinking about. Okay, I'm gonna. It, if he if he if he comes back around, I'll have to check that out, dude. It was so freaking good, and he had uh, uh, like a three or four piece, two of which were female opener that they did like ten tracks. I mean, it was like yeah. most of an hour. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like three tracks and out. Yeah. No, and they were they were a little bit heavy, um, and then he's just so he's he and Adam Grandisil were the two war on drugs yeah. guys, and then they went their separate ways, yeah. sort of. Um, I love war on drugs. Again, not heavy, but I I, love, I saw I him at Grinders drugs. this uh, June, May, June yeah. somewhere, and it, it was yeah. fun. I liked it. Uh, I was disappointed to learn that they just same set list every night. Oh, is it uh, okay? Come so, from spoiled background where right right you know, when you're used to yeah. what are you gonna get next yeah, next, right, yeah. next thing you know you're getting the white album yeah right? like, it, just, it, it can just happen uh, yeah like, exactly. like what um but um i haven't been to liberty since well no i saw a show there in like 07 08 but i was down on the floor i bought seats for the show and it, it's super oh, yeah. super tiny and compact and uncomfortable up there it's funny you bring liberty because that's the first place i saw green day and okay again, that's in high school okay like, that was one of the first concerts that you go in on, I got to go on a weeknight. It's school night. You know, I'm just a sophomore, and these juniors are like, hey, we're going to the show. And my mom's like, yeah, you can go, you know, and I get to go. And it's home amazing. by 11. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and then, you know, where we're, I mean, you know, from Brookside, driving out to, you know, Wyco, and you're like, where am I? This yeah. is the city. Yeah. You know? yeah. I'm like, holy yeah. cow, this is different. You know? um, it was awesome. But I cannot stop thinking about that show. It was so freaking great, and so I'm right now. Um, I'm all, I'm I'm a couple or three records uh, get, getting current. So like I knew one of his records, and then I listened to he put out a new one in April. I listened to that before the show, and then there's a couple in between, and then there's like five or six before. I will have to check so, it out. I'm not finding a whole lot yeah. that I absolutely love from his early stuff. Yeah. Um, but there's one, the one record I knew uh, before the show is just, there's five or six tracks on it that are yeah. just like medicinal. Yeah. Uh, and then the new one's really good. I really, really love the new one, especially because the cover is him sitting on a log in the woods with his two daughters and he's got a big yeah. alligator Mask, hat slash mask on so you can't even see his face okay and it's just like yeah girl dad what's up yeah you know love it. so anyway i i just bought him on a whim and then was just all night yeah. and still just kind of glowing from I, how I incredible it was it out. I, uh, um war on drugs on vinyl is awesome that's yeah that's so <sighs> when a deeper understanding came out in 18 mm-hmm. or 19 um, I I fell like hard for that, and yeah. it, like just couldn't take it off. Yeah, and and so same deal. I, I now I gotta go slave ambient and the other, the other stuff, which I, I all of it I like, but nothing's even close to that record for me. Yeah. And and they put out a new one a year. And I I haven't get I haven't gotten all the way through it more than once. Yeah. Um, I, it just hasn't clicked yet, but I mean, I absolutely love that record. It's so freaking good. Yeah, it's a great album. Um, so I went to Pitt State for a year and then moved to Colorado, took a year off, got residency, and then wound up at Fort Lewis down in Durango. And I was kind of just, my, my friend circle was just 
the new, the college newspaper staff that mm-hmm. I immediately joined, and I'm still kind of tight with some of those yeah. folks. And one of the dude, the mo- the most uh, vocal m- music opinion uh, by far, uh, this guy Alex was just way, 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 way into punk. Yeah. Um, and still is. I mean, yeah. he's still like. In, Anyway, um, I remember hearing, like, I think I, like, lobbed it to, like, hey, what do you think about, and he was just, he immediately discarded, you know, Green Day. I think he's, like, since retracted. I mean, this is 20-plus years ago. But um, they, Bad Religion, Offspring, Rancid, Social Distortion, Green Day, together, like, are credited with pushing punk into mainstream America. And I read that and I was like, I wonder if that is like a universally accepted, uh, thing in the, in that, uh, genres community, uh, sex pistols, John Lydon. Uh, so there we are fending off all that. And it pisses me off that years later, a weak outfit, a wank outfit like green day hop in and Nick all that and attach it to themselves. They didn't earn their wings to do that. And if they were true punk, they wouldn't look anything like they do. And then the next quote I see is from uh, Brett Gurowitz from Bad Religion. Uh, They're a punk band, but you know, punk is the legacy of rock and roll, and Green Day are the biggest band in the game. So totally kind of offsetting what the other dude had said. And uh, I mean, 10 million copies of of Uh, Dookie. It's, I mean... You enjoy, you know, your head bobs and you, you get pumped up listening to that yeah. album. You know, yeah. like it's a fun album. If you nothing can... else, the riff from when I when I come around. Yeah. And 75 million records yeah. overall, yeah. which is, uh, you know who else sold 75 million records? The Police. I mean, and they're kind of heralded in the, you know, whatever uh, a slightly more snobby musical genre for being geniuses, you know? And so if you want to say some shit about green day, like look at the units they've moved. I mean, people love these fucking Yeah, I I think it really spoke to a lot of people our age, you know? And that's, again, it was just, it was something fun. It was definitely exposing, uh, you know, Brookside and suburbia to, to punk music. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Cause you, I definitely had two friends, uh, they're my close friends now, but back in high school they weren't. They were the guys who wore like the black leather jackets, you know, and stuff. Sure. And they listened to wallet chains, yeah, and rancid, and you know, uh, the Ramones and all that stuff, and uh, which which is great music, uh, but which I didn't get into until college, right? Um, and they were absolutely they hated Green Day, you know. Oh, but now okay. they, now they now they see they totally come around. Yes, like it's you know because now we're in our forties and they're like, well. That's pretty good. Now, I mean, you know, and they were doing the these... thing and still yeah. are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so one final leap. So, so that was 90, only a five-year leap. We go yeah. 94 Green Day to 99 with Californication. Yes. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, I, when I moved out to Colorado, I, a couple people, like they were, they were like, um, so, so I, I learned about Jane's addiction in, in eighth grade yeah, and they, there was like a, uh, I love, love, love Jane's. But before I had a chance, That's to, one of Gilly's favorite groups, before Jane's. I had a chance to get to know them myself, I heard stories of like, like, I don't know, these guys seem a little scary maybe. Yeah. And then out in Colorado, I, I met a couple from Ohio that were really big music heads and they were like, uh, Oh, we went to, a, we saw them in new Orleans and, uh, 
Kiedis came out and it was like, sitting on a sack of beans. No, fuck you. We're not playing that until y'all start buying shots or whatever the yeah. thing was. And I was like, oh yeah. my God, like what? Not, the show will, will only go on under these conditions. Yeah, if you don't drink and get screwed up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, uh... um, but I... Some of uh, you know the 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 three singles from this, whether you wanted to or not, they just got in there and you know, like in so many turns. Yeah, you go over here. Oh shit, it's fucking still feeding that's, me. That's why I like this of all their albums. This is the album that I like the most. I um, didn't realize. Uh, first of all, can you imagine if you were if you started a band in high school? With yeah, some, and, and you're still in it now, and still making music because they have a new album. I, out that's they, not, it's pretty good. They're too, I've heard it I've, is. Multiple Check people it. have said it's pretty good, yeah. and I'm, I think they're touring in support of yeah. it. And I maybe have seen a thing or two where people like saw the show last night, and it was a lot of fun. Oh, really? So I've never seen them in concert. Okay. Um, so that's I've only ever listened to them. Um, I'd love to see if they came around. Um, this album for me was so my junior year. Uh, college, I studied abroad. Where? And, uh, so I studied uh, four months in France and then four months in Italy. Wow. And just like, it was kind of this, KU did this like Western Civ thing. So instead of going to any of those classes, you go do this Western Civ stuff. But it was like a semester, but then like an extra, you know, like, because okay. like, it was weird. My junior year was weird because I left like in August uh, and then I got back like in February. Oh, damn. And I was done with school. Like I, like I took a couple, like you one hammered out a credit. year and a semester yeah, yeah, and a half. I, t- I took like one, one or two credits, you know, to sure. get to like fifteen yeah. that spring semester. But I that that's the way it worked out or whatever. But I just got, which was ridiculous for me to be in Lawrence because I turned twenty one and right, you know, I had nothing to do. But I have a great time. Uh, but I listened. This was one of like five albums on CDs that, that you had with you. That I had with me. You make you think of yeah, home. Yes, and so it was just like I just. Oh, Again, it's more nostalgic, kind of but it's fun. Yeah, I but mean, it's fun, and just I think again, uh, Anthony Kiedis, his his voice is great. Flea is hands down, he's he's an amazing uh, bassist and you know amazing, amazing musician. So, so you know, uh, California dudes, just like Green Day, you've got you got a, a lot yeah. musically happening in the '90s in California and in yeah. Oregon, yeah, Washington, yeah, um, and you know. Uh, there's a number of things that kind of makes all those tied together, you know, and, and it's rock or, or, you know, a new iteration of rock yeah, and and then drugs. I mean, lots, lots and lots. I didn't realize how much drugs (coughs) were a problem for multiple people. And like, uh, for Shanti, John for Shanti. Yeah. Yeah. Fourth. Two records. And he's back now, I right? think, in the newest record. Yes. Uh, um, but he came back for this one. Yes. And it was hard. It was apparently it was hard for him. I mean, he left because the fame was kind of. And then, and then right. he depressed and drugs and all this stuff. And then he came back and it was sort of trying to reacclimate to bandmates, to the work of putting yeah. together. You know, I think he kind of had to baby steps his way yeah. into like sort of feeling comfortable. No, and then and he came back and he made a great helped them make a great album. So I mean, you good. can definitely tell anyone that he's on. Yes, it's, um, hands down, their better work. 
I forgot, you know, I, I put this on and I was like, I know, I definitely know some shit from this record, but I've never sat down with it. Yeah. So opening track around the world uh, has amazing little pocket of funk yes. to kick it off. Yeah. I was yeah, like, oh, this is so. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. I know this song, but I totally had not remembered that right. little vignette of just groovy great way to kick it off uh i mean again 120 million plus records sold for these okay, guys how many they sold that one uh, yeah. I, and i think in all oh, you know over, yeah um okay. but uh scar tissue that's that that was the song like i, I it's listened to such that. an anthem yes i mean such an anthem it's great song uh anthony Kiedis's voice was just you know it's 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 essentially to me it's better um then uh, what's the one under blood sex blood magic? sugar sex yeah. magic yeah uh, oh what's the track yeah he's, uh under the bridge under the bridge yeah. yeah everyone loves that one it's great he took it to another level it, with this scar tissue is so much better it's so good yeah um yeah. and so we had for, for sure. oh i so i guess when they got together they 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 wrote these in flea's garage studio oh i didn't know that and they wrote 30 to 40 songs for this record Oh, that's awesome. And then you know, skinny down to fifteen. That's... So a couple of interesting things to me, like um, I somebody, one of those guys probably had a, a relationship with one or more of those tracks that didn't make it on, and then you still got to okay, you know, I, I really love that one. But there's that, and then there's the that shit's out there somewhere. Oh yeah. No, so one of these days, yeah, it'll come out eventually. Um, but okay, so scar tissue. Uh, right into other side i was just like dude well i mean again just track listing track sequence yeah as you were saying like with the run dmc thing that on californication those first four i think five songs are just amazing i mean you feel great you don't even you don't even have to listen to the rest of the album it's awesome. well i mean scar tissue into other side and then you go into get on top which is a really aggressive transition it's like oh shit all right just make sure the tables are bolted down and um so this um oh the title the other thing about the title track is i never noticed before uh listening to it for this just real gentle pockets of some keyboards yeah in there which are beautiful and i was like how have i never heard that before probably because i never put yeah. on headphones but um anyway uh this record surpassed the blood sugar sex magic sales in three weeks Oh, did it really? Yeah, yeah. and that was I mean, a huge, yeah, huge record yeah, for huge them. Huge record. That's, you know, and when you listen to Californication now, and like still with just everything that's going on in the world, it's just funny to, you know, because they made this back in right around 99, 2000, right? Yep. And so everything that's gone on or was going on just in California or what he's writing about, it's kind of like a lot of it's come to fruition in the world. Right. You know? And you're just like, here we are, yeah. guys. Here we are. <laughs> Great. Oh, wow. uh, William Goodwin from Billboard said, you couldn't exist in American pop culture without hearing the singles off this record. Yeah. Which it, exactly, yeah. it's like, I'm working in a kitchen over here and some kid wants to, to have a turn with the tunes. Go yeah. ahead. and the, Or get in the car, and uh, a rental car in some random city and it's just on FM radio. And it come, yeah, you're just it everywhere. everywhere. Uh, Savior was a nice surprise treat for me. Uh, and then there's a fun little groovy riff in uh, Right on Time. I like Right on Time. Um, and uh, then they close it with Road Trippin', which is this weird, yeah, chill vibe. And, and that can, like, like 
because I would be listening to that like on a bus, you know, a lot of times because we'd be oh traveling. And so like at the end there, it's just kind of like, right good night yeah <laughs> you know, like that'd be the one you yeah. have a blankie <laughs> yeah yeah exactly you, you, you snuggle with the sweatshirt you have on and go to bed so uh where did you and gilly meet so we met on saint patrick he went here on saint patrick's day uh at um embassy suites okay like the my but my again, it's high school buddies those same guys uh from visitation and St. E's. we would rent out a room at embassy suites every saint patrick's day go down to westport Really? Have a blast. Okay. You know, blah, blah, blah. And Gilly happened to play volley, college volleyball with a girl I went to high school with. So then Gilly, you know, we were like, hey, come, coming out, you know. And so Gilly came She went to O'Hare. And she then... went to O'Hara and then St. Mary's College. Where's that? Uh, it's in Leavenworth. Okay. And then she went to Pittsburgh. Oh. And that's where she, so okay. she, she played volleyball at St. Mary's College. And then she was the grad assistant coach at Pittsburgh. Oh, wow. Volleyball coach. So. So you guys met on a. On a St. Patrick's. Yeah, just like friends getting together. She was another friend that came along. Uh, you know, and fortunate for me, I was one of the few guys that didn't either piss, shit, or puke myself. You know, <laughs> so it was like at the end, yeah, at you the end, sir. I was like, hey, right. I'm the winner, you know? Oh my God, that's like, hilarious. Because that honestly happened with all, the, all I mean, the rest of my friends. And did one or the other, or one of them would like get in a fight, you know? It's well, it's the shit. weirdest, uh, you know, thing to consider like uh going out and like okay this is the one day of the year that i'm really 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 gonna get after it right and it's like you're not nobody you you're not gonna be able to handle that like you don't wake up one day and go run a half a marathon <laughs> without right. any yeah, practice you yeah yes. you're not gonna like walk into a courtroom right. having not studied law and be like I'm here, you guys. Yeah, uh, let's go. Do I sit here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's pound, you know, 12 shots of uh, Irish whiskey and uh, do some Guinness. Yeah. It never ends up well for anybody. Um, so uh, if you found yourself in a scenario in which um, uh, money is no longer an issue, an, ob- okay. an object, an issue, yeah. it's, it's just all of the people and all of the folds of both sides of your guys' family are taken care of. I know you got kids that you're still raising but i mean uh what is what does life look like i mean uh, obviously you could choose to continue to work if you wanted to but sure uh what does life look like while they're still um under your roof and then what does it look like once you're empty nesters Ooh. um well right now uh, while they're un- while they're under our roof it's really just enjoying as much i mean as you know you're you're a dad it's enjoying yeah. every activity yes just trying not to be tired <laughs> and, you know, just saying, yeah, I'll do it and go into all their stuff and then supporting them and, and having fun doing it. And at the same time, finding some time for Gilly and I yes. to get out and go do, do you guys stuff together. Make that happen from yeah. time to time. Yeah. We we're we, this, this, uh, doing, she's coaching right now yes. and she's the PE teacher. And so last couple of months have stunk in terms of that, but we're getting back to it. And when this will be over here in this, uh, the city, tournaments over that, yeah and she's done with it uh, but we always try to go on you know one or two trips a, a year uh, to just just the two go. of you yeah we love okay. to go to new orleans of nice course, so we can go and go there and yeah you know back see a bunch of uh we got to the point where we no longer even go to the quarter because we've just found so many other different places cool. to go and yeah awesome. um but then you know when when the kids i think the kids are all said and done what we love so gilly has as you know so many different talents she's 
She's a really good chef. She's uh, she's also really good at mosaic and, and doing art and stuff. Oh wow! Okay, um, yeah, she's a really good artist, pottery and stuff like that. So I mean, I would love one. I don't think I'll ever completely stop practicing law just because I worked hard for this degree and you can make money doing it. You don't if you don't take a lot of cases, you can you don't have to work. You know, I can work three or four cases and I could just work ten to fifteen hours a week type of deal. Okay, versus having to work when I work now. Sure, you know. Um, and so if I could travel around with her and just going to her art shows to show her art, you know, like not like the the Brookside or Plaza, but like maybe smaller venues, sure. you know, super fun travel around. She would she uh, we're both big road trip people. Nice. Um, I don't I, I like flying. I'm happy to fly. She does not like flying. And so I can definitely just see us having kind of a anxiety RV. over turbulence kind yes. of thing. I'm right we're there falling, with falling her. out of the air. Yeah, she is just yep. convinced, you know, that I'll it, put myself through it. Uh, yeah. to save the, I used to love, love, love road trips, but yeah. now if I can save a save day, time, you know, yeah. sure. Yeah. I, no, well, uh, we need to, especially when you're, you know, dad with two kids, man. Yeah. I, uh, I went to, <coughs> I went to see a show in Austin. I think it was 2019. Um, but it was like Casey to Houston and then Houston to Austin. Yeah. And, you know, had a good time at the show, and then I just—I don't know what my problem is. When I'm booking flights, I'm always like, "Oh, if I take the 5 a.m., then I have a day part of the day." It's yeah, like yeah. you're also a guy that will—we should stay up till four, you know. And, and so I had one of those. Now I had a shuttle coming to the hotel at like three, and I think I got to my room at like two. So I literally one—I set like 46 alarms and I had one hour of sleep. Yeah, and so flight from Houston from Austin to Houston was one of these go outside yeah. kind of deals. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, God, I feel like dog shit. Like, uh, and then the plane takes off and I'm like, I might, and it's, it's just in here. Right. It's like, right. I might need medical attention. <laughs> like, yeah, and so like, I'm just trying to get through it and just every little oh, yeah. thing is just the plane. And so yeah. the steward, a stewardess is coming through and I was like, I need a little bit of help. I don't Just feel good. Bit, yeah. And she's like, do you mean like divert? And I was like, Go back to what you're doing. Like, <laughs> please like, God, don't let me be that guy. Yeah, <laughs> everybody. I was just, yeah, I'm fine. I'm yeah, fine. And yeah. it was, you know, like one row, one seat here, and then two seats. It, it's that small of a <laughs> yes. plane. I'm like, can you lower your voice a little bit. Like, let's not. <laughs> yeah, we don't need let's just into don't, a don't panic. Use that word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I am the same way. I, I just, you know. A, com a comic that hosts a podcast recently uh, was in an episode saying um, uh, I, for just and somebody who flies every week, many multiple times yeah. um, and just every flight just crushing anxiety. And then he was like, it, I don't know why, but it took me, you know, probably dozens, if not a hundred plus flights for it to occur to my tiny little brain that, you know, the guys uh, and gals flying this, they also don't want to crash. Right. So and I was like, oh, yeah, I never thought. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the pilot's doing a great. Yeah. He doesn't want to die. Yeah. So like they're, they're they They got it. You yeah. know, they're doing everything they can to. Yeah. Um, well, she doesn't like it either. So that's. Yeah. Well, I would say that that would be kind of. Where's the thing. cooking thing come from? Dude, she's just I, she's picked it up. Um, I. I, you'll have to ask her more about okay. it, but she she has always been an amazing chef uh, or cook. When we ever since I came back to law school, 
when I was coming home from law school, I was one. Of, so we got together right before I went to law school. Okay. And so everybody else would be going out partying and drink their ass off, you know, the way they do in law school. And I would get to come home to her, and she just had these amazing meals. Dang. She was in social work doing stuff down at Bishop Sullivan okay. Center and stuff, and it's just kind of an outlet for her. She really sure. enjoys it. Um, her and before the pandemic, her and Laura White uh, were doing this uh, cooking thing uh, where they were providing meals. Is that one families. of the nurses? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Nurse White. Uh, they were doing this thing. They had this business to where they were providing St. Peter's family meals to uh, basically families that didn't didn't cook their both two professionals, you know, couldn't cook, whatever. And they ended up having like 20 people and they did this for a year and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was awesome. Like, and so she just loved it a lot. Um, and she still loves it. Sure. She still does it all the time. She's just now do both of you, uh, have, do both of you bring work home in some form? Yeah. I mean, yeah. now she's yeah, definitely with teaching, you know, she's got to do that. And I have work that I have to deal with, with, uh, so the court system and stuff. Uh, this grandiose idea that I've I've never even been able to, you know, hold on to it for two seconds. Yeah. But of having, you know, a pocket on Sunday or whatever to kind of make a meal and at least set myself up with like one or two dinners that yeah. I can come home and yep. nuke. Yep. It's never. It's yeah. all always, you know, and sometimes it's like, okay, it's, we're rolling home at 845, right. 9. And we got to eat and bathe right. and maybe do homework too. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have, are you guys able to have dinner at a so, reasonable time? Or? Yeah. So what we found is it takes communication. So I cook too. I'm not nearly as good sure. as her, but I can survive. Like I can make a protein and a vegetable and something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can get this, I can get this together. Um, and so we really rely heavily on um, basically every night we're commuting or before we're communicating and we go to the store we go to the store almost every day. No Google, way. We don't buy because I don't. I hate rotten food. Yeah. I hate wasteful. It drives me nuts. Yeah. You know, and like like back in the day when the kids would like take a bite of one apple and stuff, I'm the guy like I'm shaving that off and then I'm cutting it off. I'm like, look, you got apples too now. You know, like, right? Like, I, I can hate that. Crap. Yeah. Um, and so I just I like I don't like Costco because the 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 produce from Costco. Costco is good for coffee or whatever, but you know, like <laughs> I think that's one of their slogans. Yeah, Costco. Come on in. We're good for yeah, coffee. Coffee, it's fine. But like I don't want to buy like 2 pounds of asparagus, right? No. I want to go buy a little thing of yeah. asparagus and then I want to have my fish that goes with it, yep. you know, and so so we really try to do that. You guys peach chop, peach chop it up. Price chopper? Well, uh, we're all over. So okay. we are Aldi, Price Chopper, Costantino's, Whole Foods. Okay. Because right? it's exactly what Sluts, you're saying. you guys totally. are. <laughs> well, because when you do it every day it's or every other day or whatever, it's also, it's totally like what you're saying is we're running around. It's just like, what's close? You know, so that's that determines a lot of where we're going is what's close. And then based on what's close, that's how we determine what we can cook. Because I'm not getting fish from Aldi, though I'm told their salmon's amazing. I'm probably not going to get fish from there. I'll, mm -hmm. you know, I'll get it from yeah. Whole Foods or, or, uh, um, so you guys are uh, communicating every day about what oh, dinner tonight is going to look like yeah. and who, who needs it's to stop where, yeah. Yeah. but I mean, so do you, are you able to sit down in some fashion at a reasonable time or is it yeah, late-ish or? So generally, so Gilly gets done with practice. We've kind of set it up to where she gets done between four forty-five. Like tonight was, I wasn't feeling well. So I made uh chicken soup, uh, with a bunch of vegetables in it, and she got home at five, and then I was meeting you here at right, six thirty. Right. You know, so I got it all ready. I went back, finished, got back, and did my work. 
she came and then we had a quick little meal at like five thirty. Okay, you know, call it. It's Man. just it, food for us is a big thing. So sure, you know, I mean that's we both like to cook. So yeah, that's what I. Uh, I mean, I'm just now in the point, and uh, we're not there yet. But like, uh, just getting them to hey, if you take the last, put it on the list. Yeah. You know, I ha- we have a, always have a list. Oh yeah. I yeah, go yeah. I go weekly. Sometimes I can go two weeks. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm in this other like the opposite version of Costco and their twelve pound of spare. Yeah. I'm like, I wonder if we can get through this pint of blueberries because <laughs> I'm gonna come right. home with it and put it in the fridge and maybe you guys are lead off of it for one day and then right. gone for two days. Right. And I'm. Yeah. And then it can get moldy or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah, and you got it. Yeah. That's. You know. That's fascinating. So, like, I mean, it's also three, dude. I, I mean, again, you were good to stop with two. I love my son, but three's a, they eat a lot. <laughs> somebody, somebody like. told me, uh, college friend from the newspaper staff was just a handful of months ahead of us with their first and their second. Yeah. Um, and somebody said, uh, I'm told if you can make the leap from one to two, you can make any of the subsequent leaps. So I just believed that forever. And then I said it one day to somebody that has like five kids and they're like, go fuck yeah, yourself. Exactly. Like, what? what? Two is a fucking vacation now. Like, and one, one's like, I don't even have a kid. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like, it's like. My dog is a little bit needy. Yeah, that's about yeah, it. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, that's like, that's like some of my staff who has like dogs and they're like, well, I kind of have kids. I'm like, no, you don't fucking yeah, have my, kids. My fur babies. Yeah. You know what? You're fired. Like, yeah. Did your fur baby tell you to fuck off? Cause yeah. my kid told me to do that the other day. Right. right? Okay. Right. And I had to not kill her. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know? Well, uh, we so. sat down and said we would shoot for an hour. We're, uh, we're over two now. Are we really? So oh, shoot, we should dude. get you yeah. on the oh, road. Oh, man, we've been chatting. That's awesome, though. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, dude. Um, well, thank you. Yeah. I've, I definitely want to try to connect with your buddy. Absolutely. Uh, and if she wants to do one, I'll I've, tell Gilly I've about had it too. very, very few females okay. come. So. Dude, you should come talk your ear off. Yeah, yeah, uh, it'll be the <laughs> opposite. Yes. Like you need, you got to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, she'll totally come do it though. She, uh, she and she'll, she'd love to tell you. She'll have more stories on her music stuff because it's different. It's fun. Sure. So. Well, thank you for doing this. Right, I appreciate it. Uh, I'll shoot it your way when it's all out in the on the things. Perfect, dude. Later. Awesome. That was great. I can't believe we talked. I thought it, we were talking for like forty five minutes. <laughs>